Welcome to the Climate Conscious Podcast, where we discuss all things sustainable. I'm your host, Duval Bazi, and joining me today is Dion Neves. So, hi, Dion. Hi. It's nice being here. Dion Neves is a teacher at the Presal Secondary School. He teaches the subjects of agricultural science and technology education. Dion and I met at University of the West Indies, where he obtained his bachelor's, majoring in agricultural science and environmental and natural resource management. He is a former sheep unit manager at LG Engineering, and Dion's interests include agricultural production systems, motorsports, and photography. So Dion, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm really excited for us to chat about, you know, your interaction with the younger generation as it pertains to environmental sustainability. Mm-hmm. That generation would be considered Generation Z, right? My students are at the lower level. We have them from around 12 and in the upper level, we're around 14 and 15. According to the Center for Generational Kinetics, they class Generation Z as persons born after 1996. Okay. So your group of students, they, they can fall well, within yeah. Gen Z. We would be millennials or Generation Y, those born between 1977 to 95. Then before that was Generation X, those born between 1965 and 19. 19- 76 and before that we had baby boomers right and we had the traditionalists or silent generation who were born between 1945 well before 1945 yeah okay right so you interact with generation z yeah so most recently we saw a 15 year old climate change activist Greta Thunberg and she made the point that climate change will have a disproportionate effect on young people whose futures will be profoundly affected. Right, the actions of the current Gen X and Y. Yeah. And baby boomers, all the preceding generations. And the UN also described young people as being the key to the new sustainability agenda. So would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. As we move forward, we need to get into the mindset of the upcoming generations, the upcoming professionals, that they need to find new ways of operating business, new ways of doing activities that, you know, are always centered around keeping the environment in a way that allows for themselves and future generations to live comfortably. Um, change the way that, or correct the things that generations past would have done to the environment. So do you see the current students that you interact with as being connected to the environment or concerned about environmental sustainability and climate change? So we have in our school students of different demographics and with this we have different levels of exposure. Now we have those that are very much concerned about the environment and then there are those, if you ask them a question, they might be like, what? They're completely unaware, but in that, you know, our responsibility as educators is to at least inform them, right, that 
you all need to be thinking differently. And we need to promote that kind of innovation or ingenuity in the students. And in my field of agriculture and tech ed, we operate in that way. How do we change the way that you all or things are currently being done and how you all can come up with ways to make these processes better with less impact on the environment? So what do you think are some ways that we can get children of different ages um, engaged in environmental sustainability? Uh, the first thing we have to do is grant them exposure, right? Because not everybody, not all the students will have exposure to the impact. The students, if they are not aware of the impacts, they would continue with what has been or what is being done currently. And once they get that exposure to see that these are the problems we are facing and, and the changes that you make or not is definitely going to affect you longer or in the long run, I would empower them and let them know that they are the key. You are not in a position where whatever happens, you, you can sit there and just accept it. You have the option to make a difference. Then I should do something, you know? Then I must do something. So that's something that they must do. What would that be? It starts with the individuals, right? Changing the ways that they, they operate in their daily lives. They should be a little more conscious on the things that they do, the things that they use, and to the extent to which they use these things. I mean, we're trying to reduce the amount of waste that is going out from households. And the way to do that, you know, we've been taught reuse, reduce, recycle, right? How about we change that to the point where the students or the citizens of the future, the adults of the future think, do I need this particular item? You know, what are some substitutions for this item? And then once they have done that and reduced their entire use of particular items, then we could bring back to them now, we've had this item that we absolutely needed, what do we do with it afterwards? What can it be, what can be done with this item after? you know, to reduce waste. Yeah, so it's it's about training them to think differently and also to act differently. All right. So, Dion, what does sustainability mean to you? So, in my field of agriculture, you know, we have to deal with certain issues as things to human activity or anthropocentric genetic activities, right? We need to have food. We need to have shelter and we need to have the environmental services and this is actually one of the first lessons we have in agriculture right in a limited land space we have the needs of these three things coming into play and to increase any one of them right it means that you have to take out from one of the other sectors right and in the current sphere of operations, most of the times, to increase in food production, to increase in shelter, they often cause a reduction in the environment, right? Right. And in my case, sustainability means that you provide these three things in a balanced way. You should have food production, you should have your shelter, but 
you cannot negate the importance or neglect the importance of having these environmental services, right? And and I think that's the most important thing where sustainability is concerned. How do we keep this system running for an extended period of time? A lot of times as, as human beings, we don't consider that we are just one part of a, a larger system. And, and this is where you have to keep in mind or when you're going out about your daily activities that you are always going to make a difference. Your every choice makes a difference positively or negatively, right? Things have been changing, right? The persons currently, the young persons between the ages of 25 to 35, that age group, have been making changes. Simple things like collecting your waste and disposing of it properly. So how would you describe the level of awareness amongst your students regarding climate change and sustainable development? You know, we have these sustainable development goals. Um, what's, what's the level of awareness amongst your students? Yes. With the students, we have very levels, with the minority being aware of the these goals where sustainability is, is concerned. And these would be ones who would be part of an agri-science or a geography class where it's covered in the curriculum. Right. Um, again, we operate in a catchment area where the persons have one goal. Come to school, get an education, go get skilled and work on any point resource area. That That's where we operate. Right? And in, in that area where they are brought up like that, exposure to things like sustainable development, improving the environment, is not something that they are really brought up on, you know? It's not emphasized. It really isn't. And for the ones that become aware through the curriculum, now we have to hope that they delve further as they move forward in their education. Or at least they, they keep in mind in their everyday activities that they should be concerned about what's happening to the or the environmental impact of their actions. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that about the curriculum because I really fell in love with environmental studies through my geography class. I ended up studying geography all the way up to form six and then pursuing environmental management at the degree level. But like you said, unless you are you know, in a geography or environmental class, you may not be exposed to the, you know, these environmental concepts and principles of sustainability. Yeah. So exposure and, uh, and raising awareness is, is so important on a, a larger scale so that it becomes second nature to everyone. So I know you have been involved in some projects at the school, working with the students around environmental initiatives. Yes. So at our school, we were in an area where the industry meets environment. We are smack dab exactly on the border between the activities that I have outlined. So in the area of Presal, we have housing being established more and more every day. We have just immediately surrounding the school 
areas plans set for agricultural production. You know, it's part of the former Carney estate, so right. we still have agriculture going on there. And then immediately behind that is actually part of the Cuba Tabaki area. I would want to call it a forested area, right? Because it goes from forest, agriculture, and then housing in immediate succession, right? So we're blessed to have that example that we could work with. And with our students, they know that you could point out the areas where things change and how you see the change that different activities have, right? So with that, we also had some... Um, contributions from different stakeholders in the area as related to sustainable development. We have the companies that will do their corporate social responsibility. We have the regional corporation for the area. They put in some work in the school as well. The most recent of these, we had um, the Kuba Tabaki Talpara Regional Corporation coming into the school to carry out a part of their own initiative, right, with climate mitigation. In this phase, what they were doing and what they're looking at was the planting of forest tree species, more so fruit tree species. The goal there is to improve the aesthetics of the area, right, but they needed to get the students involved, they needed to get the students caring about these trees. So what they would have done, they would have brought specifically fruit trees, right? Local variety of trees for the students. And in that way, you get that engagement and they want to be part of this activity because they want to ensure that at the end of their time, or they could probably pass back and they would see that they're getting fruit from these trees, you know? And that was quite a good activity that, that they would have done. The school also had, has a Green Pioneer group. And the goal of these Green Pioneers was to deal with the first part where we were talking about exposure. Their goal is to develop more environmentally aware students. Right? And what they would have dealt with in the first case was exposure getting the students aware of you know the environmental activities currently going on in Trinidad, some of the negative impacts of the activities that we are going we are currently embarking in. And then the next phase was how do we deal with these negative impacts that we are seeing now. And in, in their small way, in the small way that they could as students, because they're not quite the policy makers as yet. Right. But if but you have policy makers, yeah, so if you have the policy makers coming up, right, and that's what they are, that's who they're going to be. They're going to be the policy makers coming up and they always have in mind embedded in there in them that the activities should be with some method or measure of sustainability in mind then these are the people that you really want to be in charge of industry. These are the people that you want to be in charge of policy, you know, and these are the people that you want to be guiding us in the future. So one of the last activities that would have happened with the Green Pioneers is that they had a drive to sell a plant drive, basically, 
And what did they do? They would have sold Moringa, Moringa Olifera trees as part of their fundraising. And the goal there was to immediately raise funds for their activities. And this tree was chosen because it is one of those one superfoods. Right? Um, it is weather and drought tolerant. And then it has one of the highest rates of carbon sequestration among other tree species. Right? Oh, that's so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Then, you know, with the activity, they actually broke down one of the trees. So, right. And then you would have seen in the structure of even a very small moringa plant, right, the subsurface structures are very developed. So they actually put a lot of the carbon that they would absorb into the ground. Yes, yeah. And and these activities that the students have been exposed to, that's the goal here is that they continue to do it. You need, what you really need to have is all the persons coming up in society involved. And activities like tree planting activities, especially once you get persons or you make, you know, sustainable development, sustainable planning more convenient to persons, then, you know, the easier to buy into the program. Yeah. And that was what activity done. You know, so you, again, you provided uh, three species that's not too big, so, you know, it doesn't impact on space. It, it's a source of protein. Dietary fiber is very high in calcium and vitamins. So, and it's also been a traditional food, right? And then they do this knowing that, well... I would have made a contribution to reducing the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. You know? Yeah. So it sounds like I need to get a moringa plant in my yard. Yes. Several <laughs> plants in your yard. So did you notice um, any changes among the student population after being involved with these environmental initiatives? <laughs> So, I have to say, guiding from or looking from the outside in, right? Um, when the green pioneers started, they were basically from one class, right? So we'd have had about eight to ten students involved, and on Wednesdays we have um, club day in the school. So what you would have seen is that different clubs groups they would wear. Um, a club t-shirt on that particular on the Wednesdays and over the period of um, I'll say three terms that number would have more than tripled right so definitely at the end of or when we were sent home the, the number of students were way way more than what they would have started with so we're seeing that more and more persons are becoming involved in the green finance. We also had them coming from younger classes. So the last, or when it started, would have been a Form 4, going into Form 5 class, and now we have actually Form 1 students. And the president currently, right, is actually a Form 3 student. Mm -hmm. So more and more the younger persons are getting involved. And the president... The president was one of those students that, you know, it could either laugh with 
or cry at. And um, you know, see that with her involvement with the Green Pioneers that she has become settled, you know, and you would even describe her as being more of a model student as, you know, the way that she would have carried herself has now changed. You know, and this is what we want. The school also participates in the the local plastic bottle recycling activities. That's what swim call. Yes, with swim call. Right. And our school actually has more bins than we have allotted space for. Because the amount of plastics and this is not generated from school alone we have these students actually bring their plastics from home from home right you know that's the kind of change we're looking for we're looking for them to go into their homes and carry with them the knowledge share with them the responsibility that you know it's up to you to make the difference and with this we see that they are doing it so they're bringing their plastics from home their recyclables from home and putting it in the receptacle for collection and now we have this truck that comes in here every week you know at some point it will come in more than once a week to empty this um the recycling or take the recycling from the school right and it, it's definitely something that we sh we are very proud of and in turn the swim club would have sent back to the school more of the recycling bins and now we actually have a recycling bin in almost all points of the school so we've seen the effects of, of you know exposure we've seen the effects of partic participation in activities and we're hoping that you know this is what goes forward with the students as they go into adulthood yeah excellent and I mean, the fact that it's reaching to the homes, you know, that's showing that your investment in the students is, is reaping benefits and dividends. Um, I recall when I was in secondary school, we, we did have an environmental club, but I, I, I think it, it all depends on the school that you're in and if there's a, a teacher who's willing to champion it, you know, but I, I would love to see that this becomes a staple throughout all schools, you know, both primary and secondary do you have any uh, words of advice you would give to a, a fellow teacher who who may be interested in something like this in their schools um yeah just make the start you would never know the impact that you have in a student's life or just the way that you would be in terms of a role model to these students until you put yourself out there and once you begin doing something right you are going to face some challenges because that's basically life right yeah but pretty much these challenges you know persons kind of gravitate towards you to help you know and in doing that once you get going you'd see that it becomes easier and once these students gain exposure, now what's going to happen? It's going to spread like crazy. And that's kind of what we want. We want them to go and to come out and to support and to rally against the current threat we are facing with 
the environment and climate change. So basically, so you were creating a spark. They, they only need one person to do it. Yeah. I came across this quote, which I think is very relevant to the discussion that we are having. It says, He who plants trees loves others besides himself. And this is by Thomas Fuller. And I found it was very interesting because when we do something for the environment, yes, it, it benefits us, but it, it benefits those who are coming after us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the whole concept of sustainability. You know, thinking about the future, thinking about the long-term impact that our decisions and our actions would have. I'm really happy to know that younger ones coming up, you know, they are being made aware, they are being exposed to um, their responsibility for being sustainable. Ye all, every single individual, we have a responsibility to make that change in our lives and in our everyday activities to ensure that we as we grow old and our children that come behind us have a safe world to grow in and if we do not immediately change our ways then we're going to rob them of that so please always keep in mind that every activity you do has an impact on your future and your family's future. Always keep that in mind. Well, thank you very much, Dion, for sharing with me the excellent work that you are doing with our young, our, I would say our young leaders. So I want to thank you so much. And you're very much welcome. And thank you for doing this job that you're doing here in getting more persons involved in sustainability. So thank you. Thank you, Leon. Well, look out for Climate Conscious on social media and you can share with your students so that they can tune in and be part of the movement to create more awareness and give more exposure to environmental sustainability. Sure. Bye. Bye.